Thank you, David. Merry Christmas. It's a joy to be here with you this morning. I hope and pray in the midst of all the parties and celebrations and gifts that we all remember uh, the true meaning of what we're celebrating here, that Jesus Christ does indeed save. So we just read through our scripture this morning. I'm going to make three points from our scripture this morning. And the first point I want to make is about Joseph. Joseph was an awesome man of God. Uh, We really need to stop and think about more about what Joseph did here. So, I love this uh, verse from the message. This is Matthew 1.19. While he was trying to figure a way out, he had a dream. God's angel spoke in the dream. Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit-conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. I think most of us, as men here, if we were engaged to be married and we found out that our fiancé was pregnant, we would probably behave differently than Joseph did here. I mean, we would definitely be trying to figure a way out, but I think many of us, myself included, would probably be ready to cast the first stone. But Joseph avoided a big, huge mistake here. He slept on it. Do you know, in life, we have to make so many decisions. A lot of you are deciding where to go to college right now. These are big decisions. Some of you maybe even be considering, should I marry this person? Should I take this job? Should we move here? Should we move there? Sleeping on things is very important. But I believe God still speaks to us while we sleep. But sadly, I wonder how many people here God is speaking to in our sleep. I think many of us, we fall asleep to our... The last thing we we can remember before we sleep is our cell phone, our iPad, maybe TV... But I believe Joseph was a strong man of prayer. I believe that Joseph believed in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, praying continuously. Many of us may be good at praying while we're awake, but we should have a mindset that when our heads hit the pillow, we should be asking God to speak to us and being ready to hear from God even while we're sleeping. The second thing I want to mention about these these verses are the name of Jesus. Obviously, the name of Jesus is very important. Names are important. And on this slide, there are 50 names of Jesus. So I'd like to take just a minute here, so with the person next to you, I'd like you just to say as many of the names of Jesus you can remember, and then... the other person come back and then they can say some names. And let's see who, 
Who knows the most? So just take like 30 seconds right now and without looking at the screen and say as many names of Jesus as you can. I see some people still looking at the screen here. Okay, did anybody have ten? Did anybody know ten names for Jesus? Okay, we really need to know and respect the name of Jesus. Okay, so in in our passage, well, before we get to our passage this morning, I'm really looking forward to Pastor Tim's message coming up uh, a little bit later on John 1, 14 through 18. But in verse 114, there are several names of Jesus here. The Word, uh, the Word became flesh and, and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. I'm really looking forward to this message. And then, in the, uh, hopefully, you kids, many of you, you kids, I'm used to saying you kids when I'm preaching. Many of you knew about Isaiah 9-6, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There are so many names of Jesus. Get to know the names of Jesus. But here in Matthew uh, 1, verse 18, there's one name of Jesus I want you to, to know. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. So Messiah, 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 the promised one, the deliverer of the Jewish religion, the Jewish nation, prophesied in the Hebrew Bible. This is, Jesus is the Messiah. He is the fulfillment of the Old Testament history and prophecy. I'd like us to remember to be praying for our Jewish friends. Uh, Many of our Jewish friends are still awaiting the Messiah. They don't believe that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment. So we really need to be praying for them. But So one name we learned from this is Matthew. um, In Matthew 1, 18-25 is that Jesus is the Messiah. Verse 23, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God is indeed with us. Praise God. This, of course, is Isaiah's famous prophecy, found in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you are to give him the name Emmanuel. So Jesus, the Messiah, the God, the Deliverer, Jesus, Emmanuel, God is with us. And then the next name I want you to learn from Jesus is from Matthew 18, verse 25. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, 
And he gave him the name Jesus. Jesus, which means God saves. Jesus is the only one who can truly save us from our sins. Okay, so we know that Joseph is an awesome, righteous man. We have the three names for Jesus. So if Jesus is our promised deliverer, if Jesus is God with us, and if Jesus is the God who saves, then what are we to do about this? So let me give you uh, three questions that we all need to ask. Has Jesus saved you? Has Jesus saved you? And if the answer is yes, which I hope uh, that most of us here, or all of us here, have been saved by Jesus, then we need to thank him. And I, I mentioned First Corinthians, I'm sorry, First Thessalonians 5.17, which is pray continuously. First Thessalonians 5.18 is that we are to give thanks in everything, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. We should be constantly thanking God for Jesus, for saving, for sending Jesus to thank, to save us. And then the second question I'd like to ask you is, has he saved your family and your neighbors? And if the answer is no, if there are members of your family who he has not saved yet, then we need to tell them about them. This morning, uh, as I preached to the kids, I, I, did, I, I went over and I said, are we supposed to hit the, our, our family members over the head with the Bible, telling them about this? Our, our best way of telling our friends and our neighbors and our family who don't know God is by our behavior, our witness. How are we acting? How are we living differently from the world that they can look at us and see that we are different? Because of Jesus. Maybe God does want you to open your mouth and use words. But the primary way we witness to our family is by our witness. And then my last question is, are you not yet saved? And if you are not yet saved, then it's time to believe. It's time to trust in Jesus. Get to know Jesus. To love Jesus. To thank him and to uh, pray and cry out for mercy because the name of Jesus is the only hope that we have for this world. Okay, let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for this very special time of year where we remember the birth that you came to be amongst us, that you are our promised deliverer, that you indeed lived that sin-free life and you did die on the cross for our, on our behalf. If we believe and trust in you, we will be saved, Lord. So bless this time now and bless the rest of our worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.